Tonight, we celebrate the value of sport as a means of bringing together people from 71 nations and territories. podcast coming to you today for a non-olympics episode we are here to celebrate the 2022 commonwealth games from durban south africa oh wait no they're not there anymore birmingham in alabama oh wait no that's the world games uh birmingham in the uk the 2022 Commonwealth Games. Everyone is excited. The one event we've all been looking forward to is finally here. Australia, get ready to shit all over the rest of the Commonwealth nations. All 70 of them. Who cares about them? Oh, wait, Canada's in there. I guess we should care about them. Uh, it is time to talk about the Commonwealth Games. Our second ever Commonwealth Games have been able to cover on this show. I'm excited. These are harmless games they're they're fun they're exciting we can dominate canada can win more medals in summer sports why wouldn't we be excited for this event my name is ben and always excited to be joined by the number one expert in all the commonwealth about all things commonwealth sports jared lubick jared welcome back to off the podium thank you it's it's good to be back i'm uh, looking forward to a pressure-free games uh no pressure australia um just None. have to be the host nation which um you should be able to do in this hopefully we'll see and also joining us is a man who loves summer because canada did all right about a year ago in the summer olympics so therefore they should do even better in the commonwealth games and beat their art rivals india it's colin hilding hello colin welcome back yeah india you're going down <laughs> it's it's so weird because usually i'd always look at the commonwealth games and be like yeah canada always at least gets third uh, but after the last Commonwealth Games, I'm not too confident. You choked to India, so we'll see how we go. But um, are we excited, gentlemen? I mean, it's kind of just snuck upon us. Uh, it's not like I feel like the Olympics where we're like, oh, the Olympics, the Olympics, all in the news, everything's happening. I mean, I've been back in Australia now for nearly a month, and I don't even think I've seen anything about these damn things that are about to be on, and we usually shit all over it. So I'll start with you, Colin. You can at least watch them now. CBC, you're going to yeah. show them. Yay, go Canada. I mean, uh, how are you and how is Canada? Are you pumped? The Commonwealth Games are here. I, I'm pumped. I don't know about the rest of Canada because I'm not sure the rest of Canada is aware it's happening yet. Uh, I'm sure they will be once the TV coverage finally starts. 
Uh, the weirdest thing here is uh, I think the last time we talked, uh, there was still no news on uh, who was going to be covering it on TV or anything. And the last Commonwealth Games, they tried something different. CBC only aired like I think uh, weekend best ofs on like the Saturday. And then they had uh, DAZN, a, uh, a sports app that you had to pay for or you could sign up for a free trial. So I was fully prepared to sign up for another free trial because the only thing I found was uh, one article that said, it looks like it's going to be covered on zone again. But <laughs> then out of nowhere, like a week ago, CBC announces, we have secured the rights for the upcoming, the exclusive online and television rights for the upcoming Commonwealth Games. Uh, and they have not promoted it in any way whatsoever, <laughs> except for that one announcement. So uh, I'm hoping their TV coverage includes more than two hour best ofs and their online is uh, at least something similar to what DAZN had last time. Is, is Devin going to be there? I know he's in um, he's in L, uh, Oregon right now for the World Athletics Championships. Do you think he's getting on a plane to go to Birmingham in a week or so? He's always busy. He's always out there. Yeah, I'm hoping he is. I mean, I, they, they haven't announced if anybody is going there yet. But if anybody will, it's going to be Devin because uh, that's his job. That's what he does. Exactly. Exactly. Go, good for him. But, uh, yeah, I saw CBC in Gotham, so yippee, that's great. Um, Channel 7 have them here in Australia. Jared, I'll talk about them shortly. But uh, yourself, Commonwealth Games are here, Australia. Woo, let's go. 80 gold medals each day. Like, this is this is how it is. This is what we love. Yeah, I am. I'm pumped. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of advertising. So, uh I mean, it's time for them to uh, get uh, get into gear and uh, and start promoting it uh, ad nauseum on on every single channel and every single ad. Um, but yeah, it, it should be good. I'm expecting big things from Australia this year. Well, I, I think it's just because Australia right now doesn't care about anything else but the end of Neighbours. Um, you know, like, like are you sad. <laughs> no. Neighbours is ending next week. Jared, come on. Who's talking about Neighbours when uh, Hunter Day use on TV? Oh. Don't even know what that is, but okay. Um, it's, <laughs> I will say I noticed on Channel 7 they've put the little Commonwealth Games logo underneath their 7, like during the football. Like, you know how they put the Olympic rings underneath the 7? They've got that little weird Commonwealth logo. So they've done at least something. Um, but, uh, yes, I, I, I don't know uh, what else they're really doing. But I I always love the Commonwealth Games. I mean, it's it's something I remember growing up as a kid. I mean, I my first ever taste of Canada really as a kid was the 94 Commonwealth Games. And before I ever moved to Victoria, the one thing I knew about Victoria was, oh, they had the Commonwealth Games in 1994. And then I remember obviously Kuala Lumpur and then all the other ones. I don't know, we talked about this last time four years ago, but obviously it's a little bit different four years ago because they were in Australia. I was working at them, so it was kind of a little bit different. But we're here now for the games. It really shouldn't be in England. They they were meant to be in South Africa, of course, but uh, Durban didn't have the money. They didn't pay by the deadline. So they were like, oh, shit, where are we going to put them? So Birmingham got them in 2022. They were meant to bid in 2026, which set up a whole other kerfuffle about then who was hosting the next one. So that's a whole other thing. So um, we're in England again. We were last here 20 years ago in Manchester. Colin, do you remember the 2002 Manchester Commonwealth? I remember the Manchester Commonwealth Games. No, uh, to be honest, outside of Victoria and the last one, the only one I remember was, was it, was it Glasgow that had it? 2014, uh, yep. Yeah, I remember Glasgow, but uh, I, I couldn't tell you where any of the other games were uh, outside of maybe the Victoria, Australia, and then Glasgow. 
I well, can't even can... tell you where the current one is. Where is it? Birmingham, Alabama, right? Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, the World Games. Why aren't we covering the World Games? I'm a bit disappointed. We should have. I know. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, let's let's do some quick trivia. Jared, can you name the last few Commonwealth Games? I'm going to give you from 1990 on. Actually, no, 82 onwards. Come on, Test you. You should remember <laughs> 82. That was a very famous Commonwealth Games. Look, the memory's not great. To me, the one that really sticks out is Delhi. Right? Ah, yes, yes. My, my favorite Commonwealth Games because I loved hearing the the term Deli Belly every single day of the week on, on whatever their morning show was called. Um, that was that was Sally Pearson's one too, wasn't it? Was that the one where she like won that both the hundred meters and the hundred meters hurdles and then got disqualified? Or was that Glasgow? I think that was Delhi, wasn't it? I feel like it was Delhi. Yeah, because that was oh, that was it. Was that the Channel Ten ones? I think they had two in a row. Anyway, whole thing. Oh, 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 let's go. The knowledge here. Come on, eighty-two. Jared disappointed. Brisbane, eighty-two. Matilda the winking kangaroo. Like no. All right. Okay. Uh, eighty-six was Edinburgh. I remember that because I wasn't born. Uh, Nineteen ninety was the last time that New Zealand had them in uh, Auckland. Good for them. Ninety-four, of course, Victoria, Canada. Great games. Ninety-eight, Kuala Lumpur. Two thousand two, Manchester. Two thousand six, Melbourne. Come on. Australia, they were back here. 2010, Delhi Belly. 2014, Glasgow. 2018, Gold Coast. 2022, Birmingham. 2026, Victoria, which is actually Victoria, Australia. The whole state gets them. So there you go. Come on, you two. This is an award-winning podcast. I expect better from both of you. At at this point, you've just claimed every second games now, haven't you? (laughs) Oh, don't. Like, this is is a side note. We're here to talk about these games. But, yeah, no, I, I... think it's shit <laughs> like we like i love the commonwealth games but they like an event like this should be exciting when you host it like every 20 30 years not every second bloody ones like i mean i it's just it's really you you guys were meant to host the next ones colin but all mm-hmm. ontario was all like oh no we can't afford a world cup and a commonwealth games push them to 2030 so you you're all but guaranteed to have the commonwealth games in 2030 so uh I, I the anniversary we hamilton ontario will get them yeah, I wish that we were as rich as uh, Australia is and we'd be able to afford it every second games. Uh, well, apparently, yeah. This is the, the dumbness of 2026 was even Tasmania put their hands up and stole my idea. So it was just, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, Birmingham in the UK. Now, I don't know a lot about Birmingham in the UK. All I heard back in 2018 when I was working in the Gold Coast and my boss was from the UK and she would constantly tell me how Birmingham was a bit of a shithole. Um, so <laughs> I'm not expecting much on the glamour side of things, um, when it comes to Birmingham, but, um, I mean, you know, it's in England, good for them. Um, I think they've got a soccer team that I once heard of. Um, I can tell you that their Lord Mayor is Maureen Cornish. Sure. She's probably a nice lady. Uh, and they've got about 4.3 million people who live in the metro area of Birmingham, or 1.1 million who are there in the uh, the city area. So, um, Jared, I know you've been to Europe. I don't know if you've been to England. I mean, it's probably just an on-the-cuff question. Do you know anything about Birmingham? Have you been doing your research? No. My, my knowledge is extensively just from their little, like, um, handover video. Oh, um, yes. And from that, I learned that Electric Light Orchestra from Birmingham. So I'm just imagining yeah. that that is just surely just going to be the entirety of like the opening ceremony. It's just, just their music well, throughout. Yeah, I, which is why I we have that uh, in our intro and our outro, by the way. People are wondering why we've got Mr. Blue Sky <laughs> back in there. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking at notable people from Birmingham. We have Alfred Bird, the inventor of custard powder. Oh. Um, he could be on there. Okay. Uh, 
They're uh, like the cauldron for sure. <laughs> with custard. Geezer, Geezer Butler, the bassist from Black oh, Sabbath. There he is. <laughs> Wondering when he was going to finally get recognised. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking here through this list as well. There's a lot of famous people. Well, at least uh, people have just added their names to uh, the list. Uh, Jazzy B, Punjabi singer, lives in Birmingham. Uh, UB40. Now, I actually noticed that there is a new song that's been released, the anthem of the game. So UB40 are from uh, Birmingham, or at least live there. Good for them. Um, red, red wine, anyone? Um, Felicity yep. Jones, star of oh. Star Wars Rogue One. Good for her. Um, and John Jones, a cricketer, I'm seeing. <laughs> so, um, oh, my favourite actress, Sarah Manners, who, of course, appeared in BBC soap opera Doctors and in Casualty. Oh, that's it. All lighting. That's the Queen Batten walking all the way around the, uh, the stadium there. But um, obviously at the time of recording this, we're doing this a little bit Ahead of it, it's a, a week away, essentially, when you're listening to this. An interesting fact, had they gone ahead in Durban, we're recording this on the 18th of July. It would have been opening ceremony day today, had we still been in South Africa, but unfortunately, they just couldn't afford their bills. Um, Colin, do you, when it comes to Canada's team, I'm sort of reading through a little bit of what's been announced here and everything along those lines. Has there been much announcement? Like, uh, are you expecting the big names? Like Andre de Grasse, I know he's currently in the World Champs uh, at the moment. Uh, you know, any of those sort of big name people are going to be there, or at least have been announced in Canada that any of these A-listers, or is it just going to be a case of, nah, send send Colin, he'll compete? <laughs> Um, sadly, I was scrapped at the last minute because Andre decided he wanted to go, which is, I guess, exciting for everybody else but me. Uh, but I'm actually surprised because typically when you have these non-Olympic games, the Commonwealth and the Pan Am games, it's hit and miss who's actually going to go. But I think because we're coming off of a couple of years of a pandemic and, uh, you know, limited seasons, limited uh, competitions, uh, it seems like everybody's going. I mean, Andre DeGrasse is going to be there, uh, Aaron Brown, uh, Brendan Rodney, good friends of our show here, uh, Kylie Mass, um, uh, Summer McIntosh. Really the only big name that uh, has basically was actually supposed to be there and then like a couple weeks later said they were drawing was Penny Alexiak. But outside of Penny, it seems like we're sending everybody. Thank Christ if we do like an athlete of the week or something like that, we're not going to have you crying foul because you won a couple of medals. So a um, little bit disappointed though, Colin, uh, when you're listing all your big names there. Uh, you didn't mention the great Rob Law, the fantastic Jacqueline Foster, esteemed Canadian lawn bowlers. I'm sure that they're oh. very much uh, big names to look out for. I mean, uh, Rob Law is an icon of Canadian lawn bowls, isn't he? Yeah, I, next time I go to the grocery store, I'm sure they're going to be all over the Cheerio boxes. He won two bronze medals at the Asia-Pacific Bowls Championships in 2019. He should be on a bloody Wheaties box. <laughs> and don't even get me started on Jacqueline Foster. I mean, my goodness, she's won also two bronze medals at the Asia-Pacific Bowls, <laughs> both in Adelaide and the Gold Coast over a period of 11 years. So well, uh, we've I got a lock. I know. She's at least going to compete there. Um, I, I am looking here through some of the other athletes, and I could see a few uh, of our friends on the show, as you said, a couple of uh, athletes there. Kylie Mass, I see here too that um, Evan Dumphy's going as well. Oh, so yeah. uh, he'll be eating his uh, mac and cheese along the way. So uh, we'll be looking forward to him there through as well. The badminton team's looking strong in the mixed team. You're up against Uganda, Maldives, and Scotland. 
So traditional rivals there in badminton, Canada and the Maldives. Uh, it's going to be a tough one there. Um, and also going through here, uh, boxes, uh, Tamara Tobolt. I remember she competed back in the Gold Coast, so she's still going along there strong. So got a couple of others going on there. But um, Was she the one you met? I, know, I remember you I met, met all of them. The- I met all of them, oh, okay. uh, basically. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them, but like two won medals. So... I think she might have been the one that messaged me to get her medal sent separately, but uh, anyway. Uh, she Jared, messaged you to send her medal? That was your job? Yeah, <laughs> I stole it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I told that story about the hat. It was actually a medal. I'm just like, give me a medal. That's why That's why Ben's moving from country to country right now. He's just avoiding yeah. all the people. He's like, where's my Gold Coast medal? Where's my Gold Coast medal? Uh, Jared, for the Australian team, uh, it's our second biggest team ever. Our biggest set we've ever sent overseas outside of uh, the Gold Coast was our biggest team four years ago. But uh, from what I can see, we've got a few of our big names. I mean, our swimming team. This is. I feel like we never send an understrength swimming team because it's literally just like, fuck you, America. <laughs> fuck you, like everyone else, where we're just like, no, we're going to shit all over and we're going to see what we can actually do. Uh, sure, England have kind of gotten a bit better recently when it comes to swimming. But, um, yeah, I mean, from our swimming team, completely stacked. Uh, you know, Emma McKeon's going there. Kaylee's going. Uh, all the, the guys are going. Stubbly Cooks, Zach's there, and the whole crew's there. Uh, I know in athletics, uh, you know, we won a, at the time of recording this, we just won a bronze medal in the pole vault. Uh, Nina Kennedy, so I believe she's on the team as well. Uh, so, yeah, a stacked team. I'm calling it now. Um, I don't want to give the predictions here, but of our stacked team, why is cricket even here? Just give us the gold now. Um, there's there's no point of even showing up. Netball's a bit iffy, but seriously, let's introduce cricket just to give Australia another gold medal. What was Birmingham thinking? But uh, what your thoughts on the team, Jared, from what you've seen? From what I've seen, it looks strong. I feel like we, we've talked before, like at, at previous like Olympic Games, that our like swimming team was almost going through like a transition period. And I feel like we've kind of really arrived at that time where like, it's like the new stars have like come good and they've come through. So I'm expecting, yeah, a big metal hall in the pool as usual. Um, I'm actually excited for the cricket. I think it's a bit weird that it's only women's cricket, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, cause normally like, I don't like watching cricket, but just cause it's like a new sport. It, there's like, it's a little bit of interest there. Um, I, so that be I good. remember 98, they did have cricket in 1998. They brought in, uh, it was just men's back then. And it was uh, obviously the 50 over game. They didn't have the 20 over game back then. But um, I remember Australia losing that. We lost to South Africa for the gold medal. But um, yeah, it's, it's the Commonwealth game screams cricket. Like this, this to me, it's like, how is this, did that lose its way mm. after 98? You know, they're, they're literally talking about making this an Olympic sport and particularly with the the blossoming of 2020 becoming such a worldwide thing as well. And the promotion they're doing for the 2020 World Cup in Australia in a couple of months here is huge. So it's baffling that this has taken this long. And it is just weird that it is women. I'm like, I'm all get this whole push for equality and everything along those lines. But if you, I mean, you've got two women only sports at the Commonwealth Games. It's the only, netball and cricket are the only two sports which are just one gender. So what other sports are we dominated by men like are there more male swimming events more male athletics and i i think a lot of that does that not then actually come from the power events i feel like maybe there are more male power events that outweigh it because i don't get the discrepancy because i think it's an even number of men and women but i know australia is sending more women and i think that just comes out i don't know i'm confused jared i mean why where's men's netball i want to see men's netball do you think this is going to happen soon 
I know, right? It's about time or at least like mixed and just, just get rid of women's and just have like a, a mixed team instead. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like you say, it's odd that there's just like the two female only sports. Um, but it's probably, I mean, it's probably about time. There's been like other games, obviously, where there's male only oh, sports, but it's not like, it's not like, you know, like a softball and a baseball where you've got like a male and female equivalent. Um, yeah, it's strange. So it's it's, it's really just, strange. Yeah, the cricket one is just it's just weird to me because I'm like, surely they could have just I don't know, fit in a couple more matches, hosted one of them in a slightly different city, you know. The only thing I can think of that maybe has prevented them from having the men's in is because the ICC are a weird organisation and the men's cricket calendar is stacked. And I'm not to say that the women's isn't, but I don't think there is a busier schedule in the women's cricket world as there is in the men's. I mean, Australia just finished playing in Sri Lanka right now, a test series, and they'll be probably back for five minutes before they go off and do another thing. And obviously it's a summer in England. So you look at, say, the the male teams are playing series over there. So that would be the only thing that I could think of that really it's just the calendar. They weren't going to free space up for a Commonwealth Games. So, yeah, other than that, it's 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 a weird decision. Colin, we've talked a little bit about cricket with you before. Uh, Canada, sadly, not in the cricket in Birmingham. But... Um, are you going to watch the cricket? Because like this is obviously like like the winter games for us. A lot of things like we don't really see. Jared doesn't really pay attention to ice hockey, so he's going to see ice hockey for the first time every four years. Yourself, I can't imagine you would ever see cricket. So are you going to be excited to see a sport like cricket finally back in the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, you know, uh, ever since the movie Million Dollar Arm came out years ago, I've I've had an interest in trying to learn cricket. Uh, you know, I have a friend who uh, actually moved here from India and when I told him about like, yeah, no, I, uh, I'd like to actually learn what cricket is. And he basically invited me. He's like, every single Sunday, you can go to any park in the city and see about, you know, uh, 50 guys from India <laughs> who have immigrated here. We're just walking cr- cricket. Or it's like, or I have a subscription. Come over yeah. to my house on a Sunday and we'll watch nine hours of cricket, which I'm sure is one game. Uh, but uh, it, it, every time there's um, uh, the, the, the channel, we have a channel here now, which is an all cricket channel. They'll they'll put it on free preview, I guess, trying to drum up interest. You know, people pay for the subscription and always like record it. And I'm like, I I still can't wrap my head around this game. So maybe I'll use your expertise to try to learn cricket finally because I'm always trying to check it out. And I'm always wanting to to learn it because, I mean, it it is an interesting sport. The thing that I find with cricket is that I can send you a video right now, five-minute explanation of Australian rules football, you could sit down and watch a game and you get the gist of it. Like I'm sure you I know your brother's very much mm. into it. You get the gist of it pretty quickly. Jared, I don't know how you follow football. I'm sure you know enough about Australian football that you would understand it if you don't watch the game. Same with like rugby. You can get the gist of it pretty quickly. Cricket, I tried to explain that to so many, mainly Americans. It's fucking impossible to explain. Even when you're watching it, you've got to like, the, the, the subtleties of it are ridiculous. And then, like, I mean, there are, like, nine ways to get out. Um, Like, it's just there are three versions, a version that takes, you know, two hours, a version that takes a day, a version that takes five days. Um, Like, it's just it's just all the subtleties and things of it. Like, Jared, again, you said you don't really follow cricket, but I'm sure you at least understand it. Have you have you tried to explain it to somebody? Like, when you went to Norway, you're going like, oh, yes, cricket, sit down, children. Let's listen to Jared tell the story. I didn't, but I agree that it, it is just... It's weird in, 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 like you say, the fact that you can get people out in so many ways. It's just weird. Yep. And, and all like the like, and over is six balls and there's a certain amount of overs to an innings and, and this, that, whatever else. Like it's, 
it is, it's just an odd sport to, to, to explain to other people. I feel like sports just generally like without like a timer are like difficult ones to like explain to people. Yeah. Basically Colin, all you need to know, whoever gets the most runs wins. It just clicked. I get it now. <laughs> I want you to, I because want you to watch must. it. This is a blast from the past thing, right? Because, <laughs> because he must. Because he must. But if I you get a six to... or four, you don't actually have to run, but you get the yeah. cold runs anyway. It's <laughs> and like, that person like, gets to face, face the next ball again. You it's, know? it's so, that's, a, that's a, something that didn't really click to me until I went to a few baseball games in New York. It's like, you hit a home run in baseball. You've still got to run around to get to home. In cricket, if you hit a six, you just stand there and fist bump your other teammate. You don't actually have to run back and forth six times. So I was like, why? Like, make them run, lazy bastards. <laughs> like, or stop them from running I, in baseball. I don't know. <laughs> at least have an equivalent to that. You know, you got to do 10 push-ups or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. But uh, I look forward to getting your feedback on that, Colin. Uh, just for the people at home, the sports obviously uh, slightly different from the Olympics. I mean, the majority of these are Olympic sports, but... Generally, how Commonwealth Games works, you've got like, I think it's 10 or 8 core sports, which they have to include, and then the host can decide whatever they want. This is not like an Olympics where they've got to be like, oh, executive committees and everyone bids and sort of stuff. Literally, they can do whatever they want. Uh, within the, I can't just add 50 new sports. But like, this is why I say like in Delhi, they had tennis, and we haven't seen tennis since. And then, for example, I think Melbourne was the first to bring basketball into it. Then we didn't see basketball again to the Gold Coast. And now we've got three-on-three basketball. So it's just kind of like, sorry, 3x3. Sorry, kids, if you're listening, to be cool there. But um, so the sports this time around, so we have aquatics, which involves diving and swimming. No synchronized swimming, apparently, this time around, which I'm a little bit disappointed with. Canada are going to lose a few medals there. So it's a bit sad, Colin. Um Athlete, no water polo either. Uh, athletics, obviously, staple. Uh, badminton, 3x3 basketball, making its debut at the Commonwealth Games. Beach volleyball. Now, okay, I think they brought that into the Gold Coast, and that was the first ever time they had beach volleyball at the Commonwealth Games. Gold Coast, I mean, screams beach volleyball. It's a beach place. Birmingham kept this? <laughs> like, I don't know if there's a beach within 100 miles of Birmingham. Uh, boxing, cricket, as we know, coming back. Uh, cycling, you got mountain biking, road and track. Uh, gymnastics, both artistic and rhythmic. Keep forgetting they have rhythmic at the Commonwealth. I mean, Russia doesn't compete. Like, who's competing? Like, we're going to get the great rhythmic gymnastics nation of Uganda winning gold medals. Um, Field hockey, Colin's favourite. Judo, lawn bowls. It's just, oh, don't you get excited? Lawn bowls is a Commonwealth sport. Netball, which I I think we talked a bit about netball last time, didn't we, Colin? Because, again, it's not a sport that you get too much in Canada. So Mm. do, do you get excited for netball? Uh, I, I get excited for any of the sports that don't typically get picked up in the other multi-sport events. So, I mean, lawn bowl last time, that was one of my <laughs> fondest memories last time. I'm like, I'm going to watch lawn bowl for the first time in my life. And uh, I, I, I still can't tell you who won or anything, or <laughs> if it was worth me watching, but it was a late night and uh, it was something new. So, yeah, anything that uh, anything that we never really get. I mean, netball, I think the only time I ever watched it was uh, during the last games. 
I was very disappointed on the Gold Coast. I couldn't get tickets to see the Lawn Bowls. I think it was finished by the time I had my day off, so I was a bit sad. Oh, I mean, that was like the hottest ticket there. Sold out, yeah, yeah. That, well, actually, in all seriousness, they actually like pretty packed. Like it was one of the ones. Like, like I remember back during the Sydney Olympics when they released the tickets, and everyone joked about like, oh, ha, ha, I'll just get synchronized swimming tickets, and like synchronized swimming sold out in Sydney, and everybody didn't believe that it would be a thing. Um, para powerlifting, rugby sevens, squash, which Jared, we know your thoughts on squash, table tennis, triathlon weightlifting and wrestling, which I always uh, forget is a Commonwealth sport. No, shooting is the big controversial one, of course, uh, usually a core sport. India, not happy about that. Um, Jared, you love your squash. I know every time we talk about the Olympics and sports inclusions, you're always on board to squash. So is that your sport you love watching? I mean, t- tell me your favourite ones here, necessarily maybe ones that we don't see at the Olympics. Um, well, big net netball fan, obviously. Uh, and this is an interesting one with like a little bit of like revenge potentially on the cards. Oh yeah. Um, and then yeah, squash rugby sevens, I think is just, it's, I mean, it it makes sense that it's a Commonwealth sport, but it's just, it's interesting that it's here. It's interesting Mm. that it's in the Olympics. Um, and it's interesting that it's here. Um, but outside of those always also like a hockey fan as well. Um, so they're probably like the three. Yeah. I, in all seriousness, netball is great to watch. I mean, when I lived in New Zealand, the small city I lived in, you know, had a, a national basketball team, a national rugby team, and a national netball team. The biggest crowds were at the netball games, um, and they were the best sports to go and watch. And it is uh, a unique sport. Obviously, if you're more familiar with basketball, it's kind of a bit of an off-putting sport, but it's fun, it's exciting, and um, always the ones that Australia always has close eyes on because it used to always just be Australia versus New Zealand at the end. New Zealand, the reigning world champions, but they hadn't, didn't, didn't do too well in the last Commonwealth Games. I think they went out to Malawi or something like that, didn't they? So uh, England beat us in the final. That was big controversy in the last Commonwealth Games. Yeah, we want bloody revenge against England. Losing New Zealand, sure. England in netball? It's like Canada losing to... I don't know. Germany. Oh, wait, they did that in the ice hockey. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, Colin, I mean, I know you've touched on a few of these, but, uh, I mean, others that through that list that I just read that you that you get pumped for? 3x3 basketball during the last Olympics, that was, like, the one event that I – or last summer games. That was the one event I never missed. Like, once I saw it, I'm like, I'm going to watch every single game, and I did. I think I watched every single game that they had uh, during the entire competition. Um, rugby sevens as well. I think it was Rio where, um, I really caught on to rugby sevens and, uh, that's, I think that's the sport that's going to get a lot of interest here. Cause I've noticed that, uh, obviously prime time is reserved for hockey in Canada, but, uh, uh, you have the other big blocks for, um, uh, you know, airing sports here on CBC, which is basically Saturday and Sunday afternoons. I mean, that's, that's huge for sports. That's where you'll get swimming and athletics and everything and rugby sevens is pretty much now become like the third default sport i mean and they will air it every week sometimes every other week uh but it is something that they'll replay even at the end of the night so i think rugby sevens has become a really big thing here uh over the last six years since rio uh where it's almost impossible to turn on the tv and not find it now on a weekend and i think the thing with rugby sevens is because yeah, it's great. It's an Olympic sport, but the majority of the best nations in the world are obviously Commonwealth nations. So it's it's not like, you know, you're going to have the 100 metres sprint and, you know, Canada's probably going to win it this year. Or like, you know, some of these events which 
obviously are not going to be on the you know the same level as we get in the Olympics because all the best nations are not here, like gymnastics. You know, oh, Australia won a medal in you know the floor <laughs> routine. Yay! Like we we don't even make the final at the Olympics. You know, so it's kind of interesting when you do have these sports where yeah, you do have the best nations in the world still competing. Looking at the three x three though, uh, not only do you have the men and women, you got wheelchair men and wheelchair women. So I don't think I've ever seen wheelchair three x three. So that's exciting. Um, and I can tell you in the men's three x three. Canada and Australia are in the same group up against Northern Ireland. Um, traditional rivals in wheelchair men's 3x3, basically. Um, I'm looking here. So there are going to be uh, 71 of the 72 Commonwealth nations uh, sending athletes. Uh, who is the one that isn't sending them? I couldn't tell you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it just says here 71 of the 72. England, uh, surely. England have decided <laughs> to to quit. Uh, I do. One thing I do like about the Commonwealth Games is that the United Kingdom competes separately. So uh, I, for once, don't have to shit all over Great Britain knowing that I'm actually shitting over my beloved Scotland. Uh, so this time around, fuck England. And let's get on the Scotland, the Welsh, and the Northern Irish, and the Isle of Man, and uh, Guernsey, and Jersey, and all the side little nations uh, there. And also, too, um, you know, like the great nations of, like, Tuvalu compete here, and, you know, Kiribati, and all these countries that you never really hear a lot about, you know, in the Olympics and things like that. But I always love how you have the random nations that you go, oh, they're a Commonwealth nation, like Cyprus, are a Commonwealth nation. Did you know that? Did you know that they're Mozambique are a, a Commonwealth nation? You know, Nigeria, these countries that you go, really? They're in the Commonwealth? Okay. Um, Colin, do you have a favourite Commonwealth country uh, that you don't really hear yeah. a lot about? <laughs> I, I didn't, but now it's hands down Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Mozambique? Uh, great country. Jared, are you on board the Mozambique train? I do love Mozambique, but you know what? Even more, just for the flag, it's the the Seychelles, right? Oh, coolest flag, flag in the world. It is. Well, it's, it's top three for me, but uh, you know, it's a great flag. Um, I also do love, you know, the British Virgin Islands. Just you know, trying to stick it up the other Virgin Islands. We care about the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, going out that way. Colin, just quickly, I, again, you probably don't know the answer to this one. I'm seeing in uh, uh, the Abbotsford News are reporting 61 BC athletes to represent Team Canada at the Commonwealth Games. Do you know how many Manitoba athletes are going to be going there at all by chance? Is it going to be single digits? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I sadly don't have the numbers. I thought this might be something that you uh, might might know. No, I have no clue. Um, again, very little media coverage. Uh, the, the first I even heard about Evan Dunphy competing there was when I Googled athletes <laughs> competing. You would have thought that would have been bigger news. The only people will... Uh, anybody wants to talk about or Andre and uh, and Summer and Kylie. I will say, Jared, how many people from New South Wales are competing? But I'm sure it's probably like 75% of the team generally, isn't it? Um, I did watch some video tonight where they said like 100 and something athletes are from Queensland. So about a quarter of the team are from Queensland. Couldn't tell you how many Tasmanians in there. Probably like three, uh, you know, going on there. Uh, I'm seeing here, Colin, that Canada will be in all sports except for cricket, netball and powerlifting. So uh, you don't have any powerlifters going. I thought you had a netball team. I thought that you did have one. Or me that. personally, I I used to. Yes. Yeah, you used to. Yeah, good. To, good to know. Good to know. Um, now we, you talked about ELO, Jared, being a great, uh, you know, 
banned from the great city of Birmingham. Uh, I was going to say opening ceremony prediction. I mean, who really knows anything about these? Um, I don't actually... I, I guarantee you, well, Eli will be in one of the ceremonies. But, I mean, you be 40 now. They've got an anthem, so I'm assuming they're going to be there. But, like, is there anything, Jared, that you'd like to expect? Because the one thing I will say about Commonwealth Games opening and closing ceremonies, you never know what to expect. This isn't like a traditional Olympics where you tick off the, you know, the boxes. Like, yeah, we'll have the, the baton in the opening ceremony. Don't know if the Queen is well enough to go. Um, obviously, she doesn't really travel outside of England, so she might be there. Otherwise, Chucky might be uh, going along. This could very well be the last Commonwealth Games the Queen's alive for. You never know. Um, but, yeah, any hopes at all, Jared? <laughs> um, I just want it to be good, you know? I think it's, it's more so in my head is the things that I don't want to see. I don't want endless COVID references that I'm sure we'll get. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want people running on treadmills by themselves. I just, <laughs> I just want like a, a little bit of escapism, you know? I don't care if it's like a rocket Sedford levels and, and not great. I just, I just don't want COVID to be mentioned throughout like the ceremony. I'm still standing by the fact that I think the best opening ceremony we've had in the last, uh, what, since Sochi? It's probably the Gold Coast opening ceremony. Um, I think the Gold Coast opening ceremony was better than the last few Olympics. On the closing ceremony, no, that was that was rubbish. Uh, I mean, the same bolt DJ with Borobi, so you never know what could happen here. But uh, Colin, expectations? Uh, do you want the Queen to maybe DJ with the cow mascot that we've got? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because it's, it's I guess, home turf, whether the Queen will appear up. Uh, I don't know if either of you bothered to watch it. They uh, they had like the the Queen's Jubilee big concert or whatever, and uh, you know William was there in the crowd and everything, and it was celebration of the Queen. It was in front of Buckingham Palace. They had like Queen and and Duran Duran and every act you could imagine, and the Queen did not even make a video appearance. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> she can't go on her front lawn to say hey everybody and give the wave. She's uh, old. She's, she's got a busy life. She's got to wave at people. God. <laughs> Wasn't she in a video with um, Paddington Bear eating, eating yeah. marmalade sandwiches? Yeah, that's what she was busy doing <laughs> that, Colin. took a hundred takes. Come on. She's got shit uh, to I do. Mean, maybe Daniel Craig can lure her out again or Paddington Bear, one of the two. Uh, but uh, I, it, it's interesting you said that because I was thinking last night, uh, you know, in comparison to Olympics, I'm like, yeah, the last Commonwealth Games did have a fairly decent opening ceremony, and yeah. Commonwealth shouldn't really upstage. Yeah, I, I, I'm just hoping we're going to get minimal projection and CGI or whatever it is they do. Uh, you know, let's have some actual things that will that will excite people in attendance. I mean, you want the the roar of the crowd, you want people to be wowed, and not just be wishing, hey, I should have sat at home and watched this on TV. I, I mean, I was at the dress rehearsal for 2018. I didn't go to the finished product, but it was basically the same thing. And I remember watching it going like, yeah, this is like for the most part in the crowd. It was it was great. And the way they kind of changed through like the scenery and you like obviously had like the indigenous section, then you kind of had the beach scene and then kind of the way the countries came out and the giant whale, like it all was, you were there and you kind of were in the moment, the closing ceremony, we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Like it's kind of that level of it. And generally the Commonwealth Games don't have as much money as the Olympics. They kind of have to rely on the actual physical aspect, not just giant projections. And plus I'm also looking here. So the stadium is the esteemed Alexander Stadium. Actually only fits 18,000 people, but they're expanding it to 32,000 for the Commonwealth Games. Now, I thought it was weird. Sitting like, on laps? 
Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> apparently. I mean, um, Metricon or Carrara Stadium, whatever you want to call it, that only fit, I think, like 20,000, 30,000. They expanded a little bit. I always thought it was weird that they're having like a smaller stadium. And then, so you got this one, a smaller stadium, yet they've just announced that for the Victoria Commonwealth Games in four years, they're going back to the MCG, which hosted, you know, the Melbourne, 100,000 people. So like, it's okay. Uh, make your mind up. But yeah, this Alexander Stadium looks like a dump. So <laughs> I saw the stadium in Victoria, Colin, that hosted the Commonwealth Games opening ceremonies in 1994. If that stadium could host an opening ceremony, I think this can. Anyone can. That was a that was a <laughs> bigger dump in Victoria. That hosted an opening ceremony. Um, but I you, go go, Colin. Do you think that they look at ticket expectations as well? Because uh, I know with, when the Canada Games were here in Winnipeg. Uh, the Canada games had never actually done an outdoor uh, opening or closing ceremony. The ones in Winnipeg, they did an indoor one, which can seat maybe, I think, 12,000 people. And I think they sold a fair amount of tickets. Uh, and well in advance, they announced that the, the closing one was going to be at our, our uh, football stadium, which seats like 40,000. And there was a, such a huge push saying, we're going to sell this thing out. And Jamie and I were there and I'm like, they, they sold about the same amount that they could have fit in the in, indoor arena, like about 10,000 seats. So uh, it, probably had buyer's remorse at that point. But I actually wonder if they sort of look at, you know, past uh, Commonwealth Games or, or past multi-sport events and figure, I don't think we're going to fill 20, 30,000 people. It, Let's do 18 so that if we don't do all the expanded, it still looks full. I think it it also depends on the city. So, like, for example, no, no disrespect to Victoria, but it's obviously not. And they don't really have a stadium. And obviously, too, in 94, that was when the Commonwealth Games were a lot more like – you know, they didn't, they only had the tr- real traditional sports. They didn't start introducing the team sports. So they were actually a lot smaller. And I was doing stories on the Commonwealth Games when I lived there. And a lot of people talked about how, like, we kind of hosted the last traditional Commonwealth Games and we probably couldn't host the modern version now because you have all the team sports and everything has kind of become like an Olympics now. Whereas, yeah, like the Gold Coast is sort of a medium sized city. Um, and you know, they obviously spread it out a little bit. Um, but I mean, looking at say Glasgow, they had their opening and closing ceremony in uh, Celtic park, home of the football team Celtic that can hold up woods of 80,000 people. Um, and Delhi from the looks of things here, uh, they had it. And do I really want to try and pronounce this? The Jahawal Nehru stadium, uh, which can fit 60,000 people. And then obviously the MCG had a hundred thousand. So I'm guessing it like, Winnipeg has an opening ceremony for a Commonwealth Games. You're going to put it in your Blue Bomber Stadium. You're probably going to sell it out. They sold the MCG out for 100,000 people. They renovated the shit out of that. They were really going serious about hosting that. I think technically the Commonwealth Games in 2006 were bigger than the Olympics that Melbourne hosted in 1956 because they had moved that much. But I also think, you know, this is a problem why nobody wanted to host the next ones because it's sort of they are blowing out a little bit and becoming a little bit too big for their boots. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe they're just scaling them back a little bit like we'll see here. Um, I want to quickly talk about, though, the mascot. Um, it's always our favourite, uh, Perry the Cow. Don't know if uh, <laughs> either of you have uh, looked him up. Um, he's no Borrowby. No, not yet. But uh, he's no, um, you know, he's, he's not going on to what we just had in Beijing. But uh, better than some of the other Olympic, I don't know, like a multicoloured cow. Not the worst. Obviously, they don't have many animals going their way in Birmingham. But, Jared, what's your take on Perry? Mixed, mixed feelings. <laughs> mixed um, feelings. <laughs> I think the multicolored element is okay. I just really don't like, like, fur cuffs. 
uh, like fur bracelets. I don't know what you call them. Um, get rid of those. And I, I think it's like a hundred percent better, but, um, okay. not a bad effort. Although I don't know how I feel about the one mascot. Yeah. Um, you, you want multiple, like mm, you want at least two, a, you know? Okay. Like drunken English hooligan or something like that. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, like a cow and like a badger or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Where's Geezer the badger? Butler. Where's Geezer <laughs> Butler, the mascot? <laughs> A guy like holding somebody with a rope, like, hey, we're traditional, get back behind your cage, or something like that. Um, Colin, what's your take on um, the beloved Perry? Uh, I mean, I just looked up the, I'm, I'm hoping I can buy this book now, the children's book, Perry's Story. Uh, a little girl named Max and her favorite toy, a multicolored bull named Perry, are up for the challenge. With a touch of rainbow magic, they scoot across <laughs> the West Midlands to see what they can find. With a bit of help from athletes from all over the Commonwealth and a friendly Birmingham 2022 volunteer called Imran, can Perry use the magical power of his rainbow-colored hexagons to come to life and save the day? Uh, the story sounds interesting. I'm sure my kids will love it. Uh, well, but, uh, yeah. Yes? I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the last time England hosted the Commonwealth Games in 2002 in Manchester. Their official mascot was Kit the Cat. Kit Cat, right? So, like... <laughs> I mean, I know England isn't renowned for its wildlife, but um, at least Scotland, Glasgow, do you remember that freaky thistle thing they had? Like, that was fucking scary. At least they tried. Um, and Melbourne, didn't we have like a cockatoo or something back in Melbourne, I feel it was? It was like a galah or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this uh, Bar- Barbie's yep. the king of mm. Commonwealth Games mascots now. I should go find my Barbie. I've got a Barbie somewhere. I've got one here. Yeah, I gave you one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the best mascot I've ever seen, but I, I'm kind of enjoying seeing some of the little animated uh, um, uh, images of it participating in sports. Uh, swimming with goggles on is a pretty solid one. The boxing one's pretty good here. Uh, he looks like he has good form. <laughs> so it's it's not going to be um, with a... a Bing Gwen Dwen, but oh, uh, no one's Bing. Come on, don't yeah, be offensive. Exactly. We've got yeah. the new king but, of uh, Bing Dwen Dwen now. Come on. <laughs> I know my kids will love. Uh, my kids will love Perry here, so mm. they're the target audience, maybe. I don't see him getting stuck in any doors or falling <laughs> over. Like it's a very like it's a very functional like mascot, uh, which is a well, bit I unfortunate. Want- <laughs> I, I want them to live up to all these these advertisements of him individual sports. I want to see the the mascot trying to swim with goggles on and in the ring getting punched out. Yeah, I like I actually just you know that's just a competitor like you know Gibraltar pull out so they have to put in you know Perry is it? <laughs> <laughs> representing the nation of Perry. It's Perry the cow. Uh, I'm a bit worried about these like brown hairy wrist cuff things that Perry's got. Like Perry shaved everywhere, but his wrists why? <laughs> Like, I mean, lazy Perry. This isn't a great thing for like well, kids. Be lazy. Don't we, shave we your don't, wrists. We don't know if he shaved everywhere. I mean, yes, well, clothes. pubed Perry. Meet Perry the pubed <laughs> cow. Maybe we need to buy ourselves a Perry toy and then actually see if he's got like pubes. <laughs> Perry pubes coming soon to Birmingham. Twitter. Speaking of design, the logo is fucking ugly. I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. it's a B with a couple of colours that twist around. I mean. I know we want to rank the Olympic logos. I don't think we have, you know, I don't think there'd be enough Commonwealth Games logos on file to find one. But, I mean, Jared, how do you rate this? This is an ugly fucking logo. So bad. 
there's just nothing good about it. Like it, like I get that it's a bee, but is it really even a bee? Like it, it kind of doesn't yeah. even look like that. It's like a, like it's a like golf a flag um, on like a green is what I'm seeing. Yeah, and golf I see is that not now. a Commonwealth sport. No, it's not. Which I mean, also congratulations to um, time of recording this, um, um, Cameron Smith. Australian British Open champion, the mullet from the Olympics last year. If you remember him, Colin just won the British Open. Good for him. Um, yeah, I just – is there something I'm missing in the logo designing world recently about why our logos are just kind of lame? Like, I mean, mm. we've just seen this with so many Olympics recently and, uh, you know, the World Cup's not really one to talk. They kind of just have the stylized logo. We'll talk about that later in the year. But, I mean, the Beijing – I know you didn't like that. I think, Colin, from memory, the one this year was okay. Like, it was probably better. I mean, Tokyo's was pretty – Bland. Uh, Pyeongchang was a, basically this, a couple of sticks and a colourful thing. Um, I mean, I don't think they've... Uh, the Paris one's fine. It's just a torch. And the LA one's all trendy and weird. Like, I, I mean, what, Colin, do you know anything about graphic design? I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> Are they looking for volunteers? I mean, I'm sure I could teach myself. I, don't think, this t- <laughs> I think they've just gone on to Upwork and gone, hi, we'll pay you $10 to design a Commonwealth Games logo. And, like, Naveed from India has done this and he's got himself 10 bucks. I'm going to get Casper to, to design the, the logo one. in, like, paint. Like, that yeah, should well, <laughs> be, like, the minimum standard. If, I bet I could do that right paint, now in man. paint. If I tried it, I would not take me long at all. And also the motto, <laughs> games for everyone. Ooh. Uh, no, it's not <laughs> true. For male netball <laughs> And the United States of America. And um, I don't know, Burkina Faso and um, France. Like, bit of false advertising. Birmingham 2022. <laughs> <laughs> For the exclusive Commonwealth Club of everybody. <laughs> exactly. Um, very interesting. One thing, actually, uh, the nickname of Birmingham is Brum. Now, Jared, do you remember the child's children's cartoon? It wasn't a cartoon. It was a children's show, Brum, and I've been is, Colin. Yes. Is, is Brum from Birmingham? <laughs> I don't know. Did, Colin, did you ever get Brum in Canada? No, I'm, I'm looking this up right now because this is the second one in a few days that you've introduced. Oh, you me didn't to. know what Noddy is. That's right. No, Brum yeah. is a car that like you know, is, oh, Noddy, is Noddy from Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> I want Noddy out there. Um, yeah, I've Brum definitely is, seen Brum before. Brum is the story of a small sentient replica car who ventures into Big Town when his S- owner isn't sent- looking and gets sentient. up to sentient or whatever. Um, <laughs> I couldn't say boorang and surang. You think I'm going to be able to say that word properly? Um, it doesn't I'm say here. Brum driving on a road made out of custard powder to light the cauldron. <laughs> Featuring that actress from Casualty. Uh, <laughs> they could be a very proud city boy. They could be like, oh, we're so proud of Casualty actress Jenny Jenkins. Oh. Brilliant. Um, like, seriously, you think about England. Oh, I'm going to go to Manchester, Liverpool, you know, all these great cities. Birmingham. Um, it is. It's, it's set in Birmingham. So oh, if he's not there, then. <laughs> I boycott. This would be worse than um, Sai not appearing in Pyeongchang. This is bullshit. Um, I've got 26 facts about Birmingham that we can get to soon. Always thought that would be fun. You know, actually, it is quite funny. All seriousness, I mentioned the World Games a couple of times, but the World Games which it'd be fun to do something on one time. I don't think they're ever broadcast or anything. It's kind of the alternate Olympics. They are sort of recognised by the OC. But um, at the time of recording this, they're actually happening in Birmingham, Alabama, Um, which, I mean, two big multi-sport events 
happening in two different cities called Birmingham. That's kind of strange. So, Jared, do you know what, like, have you ever looked at or looked into the World Games? Because I honestly haven't. I knew they were on. Uh, actually, sorry, I'll correct myself. The time recording this, they've just finished. Um, but have you ever seen anything of the World Games before? I haven't, but surely that's asking for trouble, right? It's just that an athlete from the World Games shows up in Birmingham, Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games, yeah. and they're not a Commonwealth nation. Like, oops. <laughs> well, Germany topped the medal tally. I can tell you, uh, US got second. Canada fourteenth on the medal tally at the World Games: five gold, five silver, five bronze, and Australia twenty third. Three gold, one silver, two bronze. I don't know what we would win medals in, but, of course, the World Games are, you know, like the alternate sports, basically. So, you know, looking here, you've got um, acrobatic gymnastics and lacrosse and flying disc and sumo, and generally, like, they get removed from the World Games once they become Olympic sports. So, Colin, have you ever paid attention to the World Games before? Uh, I've only ever heard of the World Games, never bothered to watch it. Uh, Actually, uh, I'm kind of um sad that i didn't watch it because it was uh i think maybe a week ago that uh another olympic podcast that i'm subscribed to but did an episode and it was like the world games from birmingham and i'm like wait wait is this how the way americans refer to the commonwealth games i got all confused i'm like (laughs) (laughs) they can't possibly be another birmingham but uh yeah i'm sad that i didn't watch it because i mean some of those it is kind of fun to see different sports i mean that's part of what I was saying, the fun is of the Commonwealth Games and same thing with the Pan Am Games. You get to see sports that aren't necessarily Olympic sports yet, but lacrosse, I mean, lacrosse is obviously a big deal here in uh, Canada, huge sports. So uh, well, I would, sure, that was one of our medals, right? Well, I'll tell you medals in a second, but I just realized that 2022 is a year of weird cities hosting big events. So Birmingham, both Birmingham's, uh, the World Athletic Championships are in Eugene, Oregon, because the world hub of athletics. Qatar has uh. the World Cup soccer. Uh, so, I mean, it's just an odd year for, you know, so Hobart does have a chance to host something. I was, was going to say, what does Hobart have this year? Come on. Um, High-eating contest of Australia. <laughs> I think we actually are hosting the most games at the Men's World 2020 World Cup later this year. Mind you, it's all like Netherlands versus you know, Papua New Guinea. I think we don't even get an Australia game, but whatever. Um, so Canada's five gold came in the sports of powerlifting, water skiing, jujitsu. I know jujitsu. Neo won that gold medal. Um, and lacrosse. And you also got a gold. So actually, this is weird. So you got a gold in both men's and women's lacrosse, but men's lacrosse is an invitational sport. Women's is a proper sport. Okay. Um, and the gold medals for Australia were won in bowling. Is that like 10 pin bowling, bowling or lawn bowling? What type of bowling is that? Um, in water skiing and in Mai Tai. So there you go. Fascinating. Muay Thai? Muay Thai, Mai Tai. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing this is lawn bowls because it just says singles and doubles. And I don't, I th- usually it's called 10 pin bowling. 10 pin bowling was a Commonwealth game sport in uh, Kuala Lumpur in 1998. Look it up. It was fun to watch. I remember watching it. Um, we're going to do some medal prediction. I don't think you guys even knew that I was going to make you predict medals, but we're going to do that shortly. Um, but before we do, let's, let's learn 26 facts about Birmingham. Or as I should say, 26 facts you didn't know about Birmingham. This is according to Birmingham City University. Uh, So get excited. So uh, we already kind of knew part of this one. Number one, iconic brands Bird's Custard, 
Cadbury chocolate, ooh, Bourneville drinking chocolate, HP sauce, and Typho tea all started in Birmingham. Well, Cadbury's was a Cadbury factory two minutes from my house right now. So um, there you go. There's we have the Cadbury's chocolate raining everywhere. Um, Birmingham has the largest public library in Europe. Ooh. <laughs> What are they, Colin? Books. Um, uh, it is the youngest city in Europe, with almost 40% of the population being made up of under 25s. I'm sure every single person in Birmingham under the age of 25 is like, bloody hell, the Commonwealth Games are here. Let's get started. Um, the anchor of the Titanic was made in Birmingham. That was served a purpose. Um <laughs> The jewellery quarter in Birmingham produces 40% of all jewellery in the UK, the highest concentration in all of Europe. Birmingham is the birthplace of the Balti and home to 100 Balti houses, whatever that is. Um, Apparently, Birmingham is the most Michelin-star restaurants in the UK outside of London, home to Europe's largest urban park outside of a capital city. I love all these asterisks. We have the largest... National Park in all of the world, except for the capital cities. (laughs) You can get to 90% of the UK from Birmingham in under four hours. That's a fact. (laughs) Oh, fun fact. I can go anywhere else in less than four hours. That's probably something (laughs) negative. Well, fuck, I'm in Birmingham. At least I can be somewhere in less than four hours. Um, Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery has the world's largest collection of pre-Raphaelite paintings. There are over 50 festivals across the city. Cool. The Birmingham Hippodrome is the UK's biggest theatre with 520,000 visitors a year. The first working steam engine was built in Birmingham. Birmingham was home to the great scientist inventors Matthew Bolton, James Watt and William Murdoch, leading Birmingham to be the first manufacturing town in the world. There's a crater on the moon called Birmingham. Cool. Birmingham chemist Joseph Priestley discovered oxygen. How do you discover oxygen? <laughs> I got an idea. What we am I breathing? Really breathing. <laughs> Prior to 1774, nobody breathed <laughs> until, until Joseph Priestley was like, oh, I breathed oxygen. <laughs> what the? F- I should I sell full- this stuff. I think you're full of yourself, Birmingham. <laughs> we invented <laughs> oxygen. There, there was a well, that should be the opening ceremony. Everybody breathe. All right, thanks to Birmingham, you can do that. What the fuck? Um, there was a point when three quarters of all pens in the world had nibs made in Birmingham in 1874. <laughs> Tourist mecca, Birmingham. The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are based on places and people in mostly where author J.R. Tolkien lived. Cool. Um, Perry Bar was home to the world's first ever Odeon Cinema in 1930, standing for Oscar Deutsch Entertains Our Nation. Birmingham was the birthplace of heavy metal. What? With the likes of Black Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, and lead singer Led Zeppelin originating from the city. So we're going to have like a a metal concert featuring ELO and Cadbury's while everybody breathes (laughs) and they drink custard. Um, the street, I've heard of the streets. The streets, UB40, Wizard, Laura Maval, and Duran Duran also. Duran Duran! <laughs> yes! I'm excited now. Thomas the Tank Engine was invented in Birmingham. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, man. Why is all of these ones at the bottom? These are the interesting ones. Uh, tennis was invented in. Why isn't tennis a sport? <laughs> uh, there are more canals. 
than Venice in Birmingham. We're going to have double take pigeons, Colin, and hovercraft. <laughs> the first ever hole in the heart surgery was carried out in Birmingham Children's Hospital in 1950. The FA Cup was made in Birmingham. Like, okay, you bury the lead here, uh, Birmingham City. You've got like, oh, 90% of Birmingham can be, you know, you can leave Europe and whatever. Like, Thomas the Tank Engine, Duran Duran, <laughs> tennis. Like, this is incredible. I'm more excited all of a sudden. What, what, what's the opening ceremony going to be like now, Jared? Brum versus this Thomas the Tank yeah. Engine lawn bowls. <laughs> the expectations are really high now, so uh, you're setting them up for disaster. I want I want Metalhead Brum chilling out to Metalhead <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine theme. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, um, Hungry Like the Wolf plays in the background. <laughs> I go to Rio plays like, God, Duran Duran, the Simon DeBont, whatever his name is, is he going to be there? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, wow. Lock lock everyone up. Birmingham's in town. Um, all right. Uh, metal predictions, uh, gentlemen. Uh, so we're going to go for Australia, Canada, and the tie-breaking nation this time around, Uganda. So, um, <laughs> if you would like, because uh, I didn't give you a heads up on this unless you already prepared yourself, but I can tell you if you would like a bit of a, um, a heads up. Oh, he's showing, Colin's showing me something. He's got the metal tally up. Well, I was going to tell you what the metal tabby, table, table was at the Gold Coast Games if you wanted to know, uh, but Colin's already done his research. Yeah, I'm all set for everything except for Uganda. That was a bit of a curveball I wasn't expecting. Well, I've got to have a tiebreaker here. Come on now, Jared. All right. Uh, I haven't even done this, to be honest with you, so I'm going to do this live. Um, gold medals for Australia. Jared, what do we got? Uh, 85 gold. 85 gold. 62 silver. 62 silver. And 65 bronze. 65 bronze. I will work out that total when I can be bothered counting because I'm dumb. Um, Colin, Australia. I'm going to go 75 gold, oh, 65 silver, and 72 bronze. Okay, again, I uh, I can't be bothered doing the math right now. Uh, so I'm going to go with 80 gold. <laughs> I'll go in the middle. We're in the same that we won in the Gold Coast. Uh, I'll go for 71 silver and 85 bronze. We're going to shit it in. Uh, we're going to cream everyone, and England can suck a sausage. Um, Canada, I'll start with Canada then. So, uh, what did you get? 15, 40, 27. You're going to go for 11 gold. Not a very good one, but you're going to go, you won 40 silver in, in the Gold Coast. You're going to win 51 silver this time around. And you got 27 bronze last time, 11 bronze. So you're going to win 11 gold, 11 <laughs> bronze and 51 silver. Second all the places for Canada. Colin, where's Canada? What are you going to do? I, I'm going to go very low because of the last Summer Olympics and go nine gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go with 45 silver. Okay. And I'm going to go with 35 bronze. All right. I like it. Jared. Where's the belief? Where's the aspiration? <laughs> 20 gold for Canada. Oh. 35 silver and 30 Ooh. bronze. 20, did you say? Yeah. All right. Okay. So just also, I'm all, in all seriousness, like Australia-England rivalry for top of the table. We lost out to England in Glasgow. We topped the table again in Gold Coast. Could be tricky here. So Australia will be definitely going for the top. And also Canada losing to India was a big deal. So two rivalries going on here. Canada versus India, Australia versus England. Who will come out on top on those rivalries? Uganda, though, is where it's at. 
<laughs> just uh, last Commonwealth Games, Uganda got three gold, one silver, and two bronze. So let's start with you, Colin. How are they going to go this time around? I'm going to go three gold again. Okay. I'm going to go two silver. Okay. And one bronze. Three, two, one, six. Easy. Jared. Two gold. Mm-hmm. Two silver. Okay. And three bronze. Ooh, so they're going to go seven. Uh, Uganda are going to have a bloody good Commonwealth Games. They're going to win eight gold, three silver, two bronze. They're going to win 13 medals. You have no faith in the great nation of Uganda. You look at them dominate in Birmingham. It's just like home. Do you mean? (laughs) Yes, those people. Um, But we will... Ugandans, not like that. Um, that will uh, we will update you on how that goes um, along the way. Now, obviously, we are not doing daily episodes of the Commonwealth Games. Sorry to disappoint, um, but we. I think we're going to do a few more than we did last time. We're going to maybe do. We'll do because uh, the opening ceremony. I think is on at like four in the morning for us on a Friday, Jared. Which make that probably like about one in the afternoon for you on a Thursday, Colin. So uh, hopefully I think we'll come together on that Friday, whether it's one of us, two of us, three of us, talk about the opening ceremony and then we'll probably come in halfway through and then we'll come in afterwards. So we'll do a few this time around. I think we need about two or three, but uh, we'll we'll work it out um, going along the way. But um, Colin, knowing that it's on at about one o'clock in the afternoon for you on a Thursday, you're going to have it on the background, the opening ceremony, get pumped and excited for it. Or are you just going to go to work and then go, oh, I'll watch that on replay? No, I, I, I as long as I... I'm not too busy. I'll definitely have it on in the background. Maybe I'll take my lunch uh, at the time it's on and then uh, watch a lot of people breathing and riding Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> oxygen. They invented oxygen. Jared, <laughs> you're going to get up at four o'clock in the morning to watch the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games? Uh, you know what? Probably not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if they confirmed that Brum was appearing, then yes. But without that confirmation, I'm not... <laughs> Getting up for 4 a.m. to be disappointed with no Brum. You know what? I am going to get up at 4 a.m. to watch the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games because I'm a live man and I don't want to let Channel 7's yeah, ratings spoilers. go down. Mm. Yeah, You're not but, not employed this time. They didn't hire me this time around, um, but I'm still going to support them and be able to rip shit into them during the Commonwealth yeah, Games. Bag Bruce, them out live. Bruce, I believe, is over in Birmingham. I think he's one of the only few that they've actually sent over there. They're doing all the hosting from Sydney this time around, but um, I believe Bruce is actually on the ground. So we get to talk about Bruce this time around, Jared. So there's some positives. He wasn't there during Beijing. So, uh, well, he was, but I had COVID. Let me just say he's on the ground. Somebody picked this man up. <laughs> well, at least he can breathe there. That's where they invented it. <laughs> uh, I want Bruce McAvaney riding Brum and Thomas the Tank Engine in the opening ceremony. <laughs> Not only is an Australian, I, I want Bruce McAvaney centre of attention for the uh, Victoria Commonwealth Games in 2026. I want him I want him as a cauldron. Light Bruce on fire. <laughs> you don't like Bruce. Please. Logie Hall of Famer now, Jared. Did you know that? He got in the Logie Hall of Fame this year, dear old yeah. Bruce. Long overdue. Also, who's lighting? Well, there's no cauldron. Who's who's passing the baton to the Queen? Like, can I just say, like, like the Queen's baton, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I had the honour of carrying it, you know, subtle brag. But, like, at the end of the day, the, the Olympics have somewhat of a you know, pomp and pageantry, except for Beijing. Uh, like, you know, you light the cauldron, it's wool, flame, Olympics are here. Commonwealth Games are just like, pass a torch to the Queen and she'll read a note that she wrote a year beforehand. She'll be like, oh, fuck, what did I write? Um, I don't know, who's a famous English athlete? 
name. Pick pick one. Um, <laughs> any guesses? <laughs> David Beckham. There we go. <laughs> Not a Commonwealth athlete, but Beckham does everything. Uh, Harry Styles. He's in everything nowadays. <laughs> like, Hello everyone, I'm gonna do it. Um I should have prepared earlier. Who's like um that that swimmer, that bogan swimmer that won gold last year, the breaststroke guy? Him. I'm calling him it's gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Adam Petey, I agree. right. That guy, Adam Petey. Or the captain of the uh netball team, because that was probably their most famous gold medal from four years ago. So uh calling it. Um Jared, thank you. I'm pumped, I'm excited, it's good to have you back and uh bring on bring on Brum. Yeah, bring on Brum. Bring on Brum and Colin, pumped and excited, bring on Duran Duran and Oxygen. I was going to say bring on Oxygen. I'm looking forward yes. to breathing. Uh, Thank you, Birmingham. <laughs> do all the, the fun stuff of liking, subscribing, follow us, social media channels, YouTube, all that kind of uh, fun stuff. We've got great stuff happening. And are we going to, like, do – obviously, I don't want to do Athlete of the Day. We're not going to be here all that. But like, at least midway through, shall we do an Athlete of, like, the first week and an Athlete of the second – like, just putting it out there for you two. I know, Colin, you love throwing chairs. Sure. And, Jared, you're, you're a man who likes to compete. Like, are we going to commit to that? We'll do an Athlete of the Week. Yeah, all, right, yeah, all right, cool. Awesome. All right, cue up the ELO. Uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, as always, shout out to Jason Momoa. And remember to go left. Go left.